Welcome to the Book of Caleb, a space where you can say what you're really thinking. I'm your host, Lauren Caleb. Join me as I discuss how to manage and rationalize all of the things in a distracting world. From current happenings to wellness, beauty, diet, family, home, and more, laugh and learn something too. This is the Book of Caleb. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 77 of the Book of Caleb. Seven twice, that's lucky, right? Um, current events and current cancellations. Hope you enjoy this one. Megal, current cancellations. I'm talking to you about current events and canceling them all together. And it starts with, oh, shocker, COVID talk. Right. Can we get an update, Michael? What's going on here? What do you think is going on with the COVID situation? Okay. Coming up on back to school. um, And in Iowa, you can't mandate mask wearing in schools or cities can't mandate masks. We don't have some social distancing type scenario in place, but apparently community spread is running rampant. And I just kind of want your thoughts. <laughs> Michael, welcome to the Book of Caleb. My thoughts, I mean, I can't. I'm done with, like I think I've said it before, I canceled COVID a while ago. It's, you know, the, you know, as the media will have you believe, it's back in full force and time to dust off your disgusting mass and put that on your face and breathe that in, which I won't do. I think that's... Um, unhealthy, to say the least. Right. Do I need to take this? Um, no. Okay. So you can send a voicemail. And so, Michael, thank you for silencing your phone during a podcast. <laughs> right, right. Uh, but the thing is, is that it is frustrating for everyone, no matter what your position is on it, because it feels like we're taking some sort of like step back, even with yeah. virus or virus vaccine or shot distribution and availability. And the fact that it's like been available for most since May ish, you know, yeah. when it really was like released to all when people are, you know, here's some people say, well, it's because only whatever, like 48% of people are getting the vaccine. That that's the issue. Well, no people who have the vaccine, right. Are still getting sick and spreading it. That's what I'm hearing now. So the vaccine doesn't seem to be working, if you ask me. If you ask Michael Caleb, who mm-hmm. is a health professional. Well, <laughs> I just think this is something that we need to live with. Um, the healthier you are, and they say, well, it's a younger demographic now. And is it? I don't, I don't, I mean, are young people dying right now? Or just are the, still the majority of people that have passed? And I'm saying like 90 to 95% of people who passed away from COVID had had at least two or more pre-existing conditions, meaning they they were not the healthiest people um, that are passing away from this. So I, I, I don't know. I think the media is doing their thing again. Um, That's my concern too, right? Of like what generates your ratings and stuff and how like motivating is that to like have the coverage about it and then that inadvertently or maybe intentionally um, instills some sort of fear with uh with the whole like covid process and so it's just like oh my gosh i i don't know um i don't think like locally in iowa i can't like visualize that the governor will 
like retract from this like it's illegal to make cities do mask mandates and stuff but i don't know it's just every day still it's like nauseating um well it is nauseating and like the kids um don't need to be wearing masks michael don't say that no absolutely not they don't need to be wearing masks um I think, you know, like, it seems like, oh, how can you say that? I, I think it's kind of more, I'm more fed up and more disgusted the other way. Like, I don't think there's been any proof, and there's more and more, I don't know, anti-proof, if you will, that comes out all the time, that masks are just simply are not effective. Um, and they're gross. <laughs> the, the, I, I guarantee they're making you sick. Um, to keep your kids healthy, you need to be living a healthy lifestyle, so... They need to be getting proper sleep. They need to get proper nutrition. They need to get proper activity. Yeah. That's where we're falling short in this country. Um, nothing to do with masks being worn or not. So right. don't just plop an iPad in front of your kid. Go to the park. Go, you know, have them play baseball. You know, But I, I don't know. I think we all need to look at ourselves, call ourselves out, um, especially in this country, for, I don't know, not being active enough, not being healthy enough. Um, not taking accountability for one's health enough. Yeah. To slap on a mask or get a vaccine. Social, no, those are, we're not to live with COVID people. Like it's not going to go anywhere. Yeah. There's going to be plenty of different variants. That's a, that I will say this is a smart virus. Uh, it will continue to live, but it's, if you're healthy and you keep your kids healthy, um, then you have a healthy immune system and healthy immune systems don't have an issue with this virus. So. And don't don't for give the me, majority. Don't give me this one-off case. Right. Some twenty-nine-year-old hospitalized. You know. You know. No. Okay. Great. And probably 10, 29 year olds got in car accidents this past week and died. So you know. Yeah. Yes. That is life. Exceptional, sensational stories. Mm-hmm. That you know. Yes. Like anything's possible. So. Um, there's going to be those stories of like, well, but again, it's like, we're just not communicating that look like the majority of the time. It's quite a funnel to get sick from COVID and then be hospitalized and pass away, which is still like a significant amount of people that has happened to worldwide. Okay. Uh Um, But your chances of that happening are actually low but that still doesn't mean you shouldn't be like cautious about it. Or if you are honestly have access to get a shot, like, why don't you like reduce risk? You know, like when it comes to. Are you talking about Kirk Cousins? Sure. Yeah. Let's talk about okay. that. Well, his is a personal decision. He won't. Kirk Cousins is the who? Minnesota Vikings quarterback. Okay. Um, He's not going to get the vaccine. And there's, there's a. I mean, I don't know about decent, but there's other high-profile um, athletes like Chris Paul in the NBA. He didn't get one. He actually had to sat out, sit out like three games as playoff. Um, so whatever that reasoning is, they're not doing it, and, and I, I don't know. I mean, I think it's odd if you are worried that physically it may mess. And if you're a professional athlete, you know you do watch very closely what you put in your body because you have to perform at a top level um consistently but vaccines the idea of a vaccine is not new okay we've all had if you're born in this country you have vaccines um so from the ages of what six months to two you're getting vaccines 
Um, you're getting shots. A significant majority yeah. of people are, yeah. So this isn't some new concept. So the, the vaccines have proven to be safe. So if it is really an idea of this is going to harm me in some way or it could, that's that's fa- that's false thinking. That's a fallacy. I don't know. Other than that, why they, why they, I mean, they say it's a personal thing. He's not going to talk about it. So what else could it be? He's personally <laughs> so- against what? If it's personal, then, like, how did it come to light that he was opting not to? Did he publicly say, I'm personally doing this, I'm not going to tell anybody why? Or was it found out? I guess, I I don't, you know, I don't, honestly, I don't know. I know all the NFL teams want all their players to be vaccinated because there is testing still going on. And, you know, they talked about forfeiting games if there's enough positive tests on a team like last year it was well just throwing the backups well now now it's no you might forfeit a game um or even if you don't forfeit a game Kirk Cousins has to set out a game and the backup comes in well then the likelihood of you winning that game decrease and there's only so many games in the NFL nowadays this year's the 17 games season by the way mm-hmm. which is stupid <laughs> We've 16 is just so perfect and it's just all the records and it's just all the numbers get inflated and it's just and again it's all about money it is one less preseason game so now, but it's just odd. It's just an odd number. It's a prime number, and half of the teams are gonna have eight home games, and half of the teams are gonna have nine home games. It's just stupid. Sixteen was such a perfect thing. Just like thirty-two teams, sixteen in each conference is perfect. Like they, they shouldn't expand, but I bet they will. Like I, there will be a team in London before in the next fifteen years. There, really? There, I, that's my an prediction. NFL London my, team. Now I hope they move. Like it's a Jacksonville. Move, but yeah, there's gonna be an NFL line, which makes no sense. And think about that team in London, you know, they have to the traveling. Oh, that'd um, be brutal. But uh, they'll do it for the money. Um, and Peyton Manning needs to be the next commissioner as well. He was, I didn't, I didn't hear his Hall of Fame speech, but I guess he was kind of talking like he wanted to be the commissioner. He wants to save football. Football needs to be, you know. Oh. Uh, and then there's Roger Goodell, who I can't stand. No one can stand. Um, the commissioner should be someone like Peyton Manning, who's been through the trenches, who's mm-hmm. been through it all. Who's, who the hell is Roger Goodell? He, like, worked. I know he started at a low level, and he's kind of worked his way up, made the right connections. But he wasn't an NFL player. He doesn't know what it's like to put your body on the line. You better watch um, out, Michael. He'll come after you. Yeah, he can suck a big one. So, anyways, I hate Goodell. Let's get Peyton Manning in there. But, yeah, Goodell's probably going to be re-upped. And he doesn't do anything. Like Who votes for the him? The value How- of all these NFL teams keeps skyrocketing. It's all off based off the TV contracts. It's just very easy. And the, the these rich owners just get richer and richer and richer. It's not, These aren't genius things. People are addicted to NFL like it's crack cocaine. I'm addicted to the NFL. I will say that. Um, I'm fiending for an actual NFL game. Uh, so, I mean, but it's not like anything that they're doing. It's just, it's at an early age, you get exposed to the NFL and, uh, yeah, it just gets in your blood and then you're just <laughs> obsessed with it. <laughs> so Lovely. I, I, give me some more of that, huh? Yeah. Well, Michael, thank you for that lovely update and segue into nfl somehow it is episode 77 did you have somebody you wanted to mention nfl minnesota vikings this is a minnesota viking um he's in the ring of honor uh fortunately he passed away he only played six seasons with the vikings um cory stringer was number 77 he was offensive lineman uh pro bowl offensive lineman for the vikings first round draft pick um, was on very good teams for the vikings including the 98 and 2000 nfc title championship losing teams that we lost the games but he was on those teams so two of the best teams that we've been on he actually died about it would have been 20 years ago exactly uh which 
did you know it's the 20 year anniversary of 9-11 here next month as well crazy yeah because that all happened my senior year of high school he passed away it was like the first or second day of training camp um august of 2001 and he died of heat stroke he was a big man six seven six eight three hundred forty six pounds um yeah and uh it's hot. He wasn't hydrated. The rules have been changed now. And, you know, he like he was like vomiting, but he was still going to try to, you know, it's a different mentality. Like, no, I'm not going to quit. You know, I right. want to be weak and blah, blah, blah. After that, you know, times have changed. You know, they don't. That's not allowed. You know, I hope if people are vomiting during heat. I hope they stop. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyways, yeah, he went in a heat stroke and a coma and he ended up passing away. Uh, so very very sad he was a great great guy he was like one of the best friends and teammates of randy moss um so moss was emotional and that pretty much just derailed the entire season to say the least and they got dennis green fired and yeah the vikings didn't really do much for the next couple of years uh 2004 randy moss single-handedly got into the playoffs and then we traded away randy moss and <laughs> Then it was Adrian Peterson era after that, so there we go. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, but anyways, Corey Stringer, uh, rest in peace. He was a great guy, great player, and uh, he was number seventy-seven. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Um, title was current cancellations. Another like thing I wanted to bring up that I was thinking about this week, Michael, is canceling Yelp. Should we should cancel Yelp? Yelp, uh, MySpace. Yelp should have gone out with MySpace. MySpace went out, right? Yeah, it's still around, I'm oh, sure. Okay. Um, and why I was thinking about this, you know, like, do you remember how Yelp originally started? Was that it was just kind of this community, well, a community to like review businesses, okay. but they hadn't like scaled or made it profitable yet. And so now, I mean, Yelp's been around for like over a decade, but they were able to make it profitable because like businesses can like advertise their business within the Yelp platform. Okay. But they're still allegedly being reviewed by true people who have visited their space. And Yelp has this excellent algorithm to, like, weed out the fake reviews and only, like, give a true, like, you know, honest take of, like, what really people are experiencing at, like, any business. And I'm just thinking it's not just necessarily Yelp. It's canceling, like, the people who, especially during, like, our, you know, years almost plural of pandemic who in the hell is going on to a website right now and like giving any business a bad review at this point people that comment on facebook that i could buy a sauna for twelve hundred dollars <laughs> yeah someone, someone say that right yes yes on one of our our facebook ads for perspire someone is like trolling it and saying oh <laughs> did you know you can go buy one for your home for twelve hundred dollars and i no you can't first of all just so that's the simple and short answer yeah uh and i, I don't really want to get into the rest of it but yeah <laughs> the energy requirements the maintenance um, and you cannot, you cannot purchase the saunas that we, that have, we have at our studio. Perspire, yeah. They're, they're, they're made exclusively, so. they're commercial grade, made exclusively for Perspire. Cannot go buy this on Amazon, okay? Yeah. There's like no such thing. And, okay, but yeah, side note, I'm just thinking about the type of person that goes and does that. And it's like, do I want to do business with someone who will do something like that versus just like, if you had a bad experience at any business, if you are a normal, rational, like person, you would communicate that to management or something and be like, hey, 
I'm disappointed in my experience, blah, 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 blah. If you really feel it's like, like at a level to complain, which I'm like thinking about me, myself personally, I don't think I've like complained to a manager or anything like in years. Cause I'm just not that type of person to like, feel like I need to escalate it to a level to where I need to like, hey, I need to have a conversation with the manager and complain right now and see if you'll like give me my money back or I don't even know like what the motive would be. I'm just not that like, I don't need to go there. No. Um, I think about like you and when you're formerly in the hospitality industry Mm -hmm. and just like you get these like feedback surveys internally and people like complaining to you about like the the, free breakfast, the free breakfast. Mm -hmm. And just the fact that you like, yeah, you're, you know, everyone knows like you're getting these like automated survey type um, emails from all retailers and like freaking everything now. Right. So I never open any of them. Like I don't care. Okay. But so like, you know, that person has not just gotten like a feedback survey from the hotel that they stayed at and like mm. 17 other ones in the past month from other things that they visited and interacted with. Mm. The fact that they like open the email and then click on wherever they need to go to like start answering these questions and they take the time to answer these questions. I mean, we're already like three minutes in and it's like, what the hell are you doing? Cause like you're getting the feedback survey too, like probably within 24 hours of like your checkout or your, you know, last touch with the business. But like, I just don't care. I don't have the time to, like, do that. You know, when you do do it, when you leave a positive review. Yes. Right, yeah. Yeah, and which is I don't do enough of, right? They say, like, you want to support a small business, you want to support some local, take the time, the extra effort to, yeah, make the positive review. And that's what I honestly, like, need to do. And, like, spreading the good karma. And if I honestly, like, truly needed to feel like I needed to say something, I would not freaking go through... The Yelp. I would not go on to Google either and leave someone a one-star review. I think, like, that's, like, bad karma. It's bad karma for sure. And, yeah, those are those a are different kind of people. Different kind of people, yeah. And, like, also, I think, too, you read these Yelp reviews of the ones that, like, do get listed on a business's site. And these people are writing, like, chapters right. of their experience of like getting a coffee i sat down and i stared out the window and the waiter waiter came over and they greeted me pleasantly and took my order i waited seven minutes for that coffee they came back and asked me if i wanted half and half or cre- like are you kidding me how do you have the time to do this they wanted a milk alternative. They wanted a milk alternative, which they didn't have. They didn't have oat milk. I would have given five stars if they had, um, you, you know, a non-nut milk alternative because I'm, of course, of course, allergic to peanuts. Like, right, that right. person writing the Yelp fruit is 100% allergic to oh, peanuts. Oh, they have many allergies, yeah. And vegan, mm-hmm. and hey, it's all cool, <laughs> and granola, but then they'll you'll catch them eating a cheeseburger. Oh, for sure. Behind, you know, one day because they're like... They've just lost their mind. And anyway, I'm just saying, you need to cancel Yelp, which like Google, remember like a couple of years ago, we were watching like 60 minutes or 48 hours and like the Yelp was like complaining that like Google is listing their website like lower in the rankings. So like you less likely to like click on Yelp. Like if you Googled a business, the Yelp listing mm. is not going to show up in like the top five. It will show up in like six or seven. 
Yeah, maybe they should start and, their own search 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 engine. <laughs> well, within the platform, mm-hmm. you can. Or, yeah. So anyway, I was just like, you know what? I just if you are a Yelper, can you see my face? You can't, but you can hear it. I just no. I don't know any Yelpers, but it's not huge in Mm -hmm. Des Moines and like as it is in bigger cities. But, you know, I just no, I don't trust the people who like now are. What's what I'm saying, too? It's like if you are a Yelper, then like, am I going to really trust your review if you wrote like a journal entry about a coffee? Absolutely not. Like, I think that that's a different type of person where I'm just not relatable to that. And so, like, I probably can't trust your review either. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Michael, final thought. Okay. And this is not a cancellation. This is just Malice at the Palace, this oh. net- Netflix documentary. Can sure. you tell me more about that? Well, the Malice of the Palace, this was 2004, uh, November 18th. We did watch it last night, but I remember this vividly. I was in college, and um, this is actually the time in my life where I was really into the NBA because the Timberwolves were actually good in uh, Kevin Garnett years. We actually, so they focused on the Eastern Conference Finals was Indiana and Detroit. Well, uh-huh. the Western Conference final was the Lakers and the Timberwolves, if you can believe it or not. This is oh the one time the gosh. Timberwolves have made it past the first round of playoffs. They've only done that one time in their life. They got the Western Conference finals. They lost the Lakers and Kobe and Shaq, who then got upset in the finals by the Pistons, who beat the Pacers. So the Pistons and Pacers had this rivalry going back to that previous year, Eastern Conference finals. Okay, it's it's really the perfect storm of characters um, between the Pistons and especially the Pacers. The Pacers had some crazy characters Namely, Ron Artest, formerly known as Ron Artest. He then changed his name to Meta World Peace. Which he still goes by Meta World Peace. That's amazing. Which I had like forgotten about him. (laughs) I seriously enjoyed the documentary just because I was like refreshed. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that guy. And he changed his name to Meta World Peace. Peace. It's such Uh, a like nostalgic kind of moment because I wasn't into NBA and I even enjoyed it. So So, anyways, end of the game. uh, And he was Ron Artest at the time. He he did... unnecessarily foul hard Ben Wallace who was a Piston superstar um, with like a minute left and it was a 15 point game so he did not need to do that Ben Wallace reacts kind of gives a forearm shiver to Ron Artest they do their classic NBA kind of pushing back fourth routine this you know this happens five or six times a year between teams yeah okay so then Ron Artest being Ron Artest he went and laid down on the scores table which you know no one's ever really done that before <laughs> but he was trying to cool off and he wasn't trying to I guess instigate anymore anyways when he did that a Detroit Piston fan who are riled up is very end of the game chucks a uh, you know plastic cup of beer onto him um so then he being ron artest uh this this is where this is where this this is the turn he he charges the fan he ran into the stands which was a new thing we hadn't ever seen that before (laughs) to uh fight the fan he actually attacks the wrong fan um obviously other fans go in other players go in to start supporting our tests this becomes the malice at the palace the Detroit Pistons Stadiums is known as the Palace of Auburn Hills. That's the name of it. It was the name of it. I don't know if it still is. Anyways, yeah. so then it's a brawl between the fans and the players. The, the players did get back on the court, but then the fans started just spilling out of the court. Some, which I don't know what these fans were doing. So then, yeah, there was more punches thrown between Indiana Pacers um, and the fans on the court. Then there's more reaction. They're trying to get off the court. People were throwing chairs, obviously dumping beer, anything they could find, popcorn on the players, whatever. So 
they broke it down. No one was actually injured. Um, but then there was hefty suspensions given out to the Pacers, namely Ron Artest was then suspended for the rest of the year, which was 76 games. So basically a whole season. Yeah. Which is like, you know, at least $20 million for him, whatever his salary is. When you get suspended, you don't get paid. Um, uh, anyways, and then, yeah, the, the commissioner at the time, David Stern, also rest in peace. Uh, you know, he kind of just put all the blame on the players when, I mean, really, yeah, that was a, he didn't react great our test, but it was instigated by, by the fans. I thought, um, so I, should he have charged? No, no, he shouldn't have. It was just kind of the perfect storm, like the perfect player. I don't know that any other player does, does that. Correct. The only other player that may do that is, was his teammate, Steven Jackson, who seemed to enjoy the whole thing. <laughs> I do like Steven Jackson. He's a hothead, but he's not like crazy. Like our test is crazy. Steven Jackson's like calculated and smart about it. He just enjoys that sort of, whatever he, brotherhood that brotherhood yeah he's just <laughs> whatever he like enjoyed the whole thing um and it was all interesting because then that, that did ruin the indiana pacer season so then reggie miller that was like his best chance to win so then he had to retire at the end of that year and they didn't weren't any good yeah they were all suspended <laughs> and stephen jackson jermaine o'neill three out of the four best players then were suspended for significant amounts of the season our test for the whole year um so yeah they broke it down and you know they i guess their viewpoint is you know let's bring it back to the fans it was you know, not as much blame should have been on the players, just as much should have been on the fans. And I agree with that. And then there's a lot of interviews, you know, of just fans or just talking heads that were saying, you know, that the basketball players just need to be athletes and they can't be acting like they're calling them thugs and gangsters. Mm -hmm. Um, And, uh, you know, they can't be acting like that in society, blah, blah, blah. And you hear that a lot, like talking heads will say, and they said about LeBron James, because when he's outspoken a lot politically, they'll say, well, how about you just stick to dribbling the ball? That's been a term that's been used. And, you know, what makes you think that you can do this? You're, you're just an athlete. Um, well, anyways, these athletes, they what they say, someone like a LeBron James, um, carries a ton of weight, and they should be more outspoken. Michael Jordan, who was very, very diplomatic when he played, he never said anything political whatsoever. He regrets not saying more. He wishes he was more outspoken. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they they carry that sort of weight, and they do make that much money. And they're like, yeah, you're getting paid a gazillion dollars. Well, they're getting paid that much because the amount of people in the world that are actually um, talented enough and put in the work to be an NBA basketball player is so few. It's I, there's twelve on a roster. There's thirty teams, so three hundred ish, I guess, players and people in the whole world. How many talking heads are in the world? How many you know people do your job? That's why they get paid so much is because there's only that limited people in the world that can do what they do. And also, there's a demand for that. We need our NBA. We need our NFL. We need our sports in America. So the demand and the supply of people who can produce like that, um, that is why they get paid what they do. And it's worth every penny. And it's not just because they were given the God-given ability. No, they were given some talent, and then they took that talent. And there's the amount of work you have to put in as an athlete. And to have a career of any length, um, it's the commitment and it's the discipline day after day after day. Um, and, the pressure, and the pressure and just, so yeah no they earn every penny they get um and yeah to say and just, probably not enough like you could really keep oh, yeah. going and just make the argument yeah it's not enough and no it's not enough and uh what is good and we're kind of coming around to this like this player image likeness rule that's coming in college now that college pe- players can get paid now off of their likeness so mm-hmm. 
the Alabama quarterbacks of the world and um, what have you. It's not all the athletes are going to get. It's only going to be a small percentage, but the ones that bring in revenue, say an Alabama quarterback, is going to be able to make money off of his likeness, and he should. Right. I mean, it's unbelievable that they haven't been able to. Um, so that's that's a good change. Um, so, yeah, it was interesting documentary. I don't know. It was just good to bring it back. It, it wasn't I, – I don't know. I mean, was it just – life-changing thing i don't know for the nba then they put in a dress code after that and they made very strict i don't know they, they were trying to save their image like, they didn't support the players at all i guess was the idea of it um and i think they should i i think the piston fans were out of line I, definitely that one guy was it just it escalated and then yeah trying to fight players the people that came on the court and that's just so out of line oh yeah yeah, so. yeah. It, it was both a both sides can like take accountability, but there was no way to like blame fans, you know, or like yeah. say to say that I guess. Yeah, yeah. and but yeah, the like the punishments or something, I feel like we're way too yeah much. It's like yeah, it's this dumb, horrible incident, but mm -hmm. it's also like you said, like no one got hurt, and it's like people mm -hmm. are shit faced on a Friday, yeah. and the craziest player on the court gets chucked a beer at him. <laughs> You know, and so, like, it's the domino effect. Yeah, it is. But that doesn't mean you, like... I think, but I, I could, I would have been fine. I don't know if any charges were pressed against that guy, ultimately, who threw the beer, but I, you could give him a misdemeanor, whatever, assault or something. You can't chuck something at a player. Right. So there's, he should be, there should have been some sort of punishment for him. You think so? And, uh, you know, and there probably would have been if, like, Ronald didn't charge him. Like, yeah, like maybe. what would have happened if like the fan chucks it? Like, what's what's gonna happen to the fan? And then Ron doesn't react. Like, somebody's gonna have to like security or go over mm. to that fan and like remove them from the facility or well, something. For sure. Yeah, <laughs> that like could have like happened too, and it didn't. Yeah, but anyway, malice at the palace. Malice at the palace. And Watch the, it. Meta world peace seems he's be doing fine now. He's he's he made a, he had a very good career. Um, and he's come. He's come to terms with everything. So yeah, he, he's doing just fine. Meta world. Yep, meta world. All right. Well, Michael, that is great. I appreciate. I wanted that. Sure. Yeah. That juice from you. Absolutely. So, good good juice. job. Well, any updates on Perspire? Uh, well, the saunas are being installed the yesterday, today, and tomorrow. But we we're getting there. This isn't an easy task. Um, there's a lot that goes into just putting one sauna together. We've got ten of them that we're putting together. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. But coming together definitely will be done by the end of the week. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I can't wait. So. Me either. Well, with my, that, Michael, I got it. Stay safe. Stay healthy. And wash your hands.